Coming to you pre-recorded from a cramped closet in Las Vegas, Nevada, and a New York City apartment far too close to the street. It's your favorite millennials with too much time on their hands. Welcome to the Red Team Reviews Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Red Team Reviews Podcast, where it's time we blow this scene, get everybody in their step together. Okay, three, two, one, I'm TJ Patrick, joined... <laughs> joined by fuck it I I, I I i don't have any other options i guess the spike to my jet trevor catalano um what we can't be uh ed and uh ein <laughs> who's who then uh i'm that i don't know the, i'm that ed. was my thing <laughs> I was like, I'm perfectly fine making one of us Ed or I, but I cannot choose which one. <laughs> I'm Ed, let's be real. Um, <laughs> Are you? I think you're too responsible to be Ed. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I just mean, like, chaotically on the podcast. Uh, anyway. Oh, I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. <laughs> when I'm having fun, I can be a hell of an Ed. <laughs> it's so funny, because still... I. Every time you say Ed, it makes me think of Ed from Ed and Nettie. And I just, it's a completely I mean, different character. <laughs> is it, though? Yeah. Okay. I think, I both think are, so. Both, both have powers beyond our comprehension, so. Uh... <laughs> if Ed and Shaggy are in a room. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> The universe would implode. Except, except, except Ed um, from Ed, Ed, and Eddie doesn't know what's going on. And Shaggy's actually trying to win the fight. Um, <laughs> Ed is just like, go! <laughs> but, um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, speaking of Spike Spiegel and Jet Black, you said your name, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, not talked enough, nearly often enough that his name is Jet Black. Like, fucking. Yeah. yeah. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> is that a direct translation? Well, we are, I doubt it. We are talking about Cowboy the Bebop today. Um, and originally, there was a thing. And I won't get into it here, but it will surely come up later. So just know, if you're thinking to yourself, oh, you're doing the original Cowboy Bebop? Well, I... When, so you are you just now going to talk about the live video? Trust me, plans were made. <laughs> we will, we will get. There. We tried to do like a a thing, yeah. And I'll just tell you how well it went. Um, I watched the movie Shaolin Soccer, um, front to back, uh, and then we kind of decided that that was not the thing we were going to do. And then I got COVID. Um, so we're switching some things up. So there were plans made for this month and most of them just did not work out. And we uh, apologize to the various communities involved. Um, also let's be real. Uh, Shaolin soccer of all the movies we considered for, uh, this past week was not the one that was like, <laughs> yeah, that didn't break me. I still have my notes, like, and I cackled at the stupidity of that movie. <laughs> there was some dumb shit that I didn't like, but the overall stupidity of that movie, I was like, oh, hot damn, this is, uh, this is a dumpster fire. 
that was advertised to us as the coolest shit ever in uh, trailers back in 2001. And if I had seen that as a child, I think I would have been very upset. Uh, just because I would not have understood what the fuck was going on. Anyway, we didn't watch those movies. <laughs> there will be no bonus content. It's gonna fade into oblivion. But goddamn, done. If you have, uh, let me tell you, I spent two dollars to rent that movie, and it was worth exactly two dollars. Um, <laughs> it's exactly what it was worth. It got me the chuckles worth out of two dollars. Uh, it was you know putting a quarter in a machine for the little puppet to go, Ha-ha! and then I put it away and I stepped away forever. Um, so anyway, yeah. We made some plans. And that's just and that's just Shaolin Soccer, the movie that you actually ended up pitching. Right, exactly. Um, and it all started because one of the other the filmmaker who made that movie, whose name is I'm blanking on right now, made Stephen another Chow? one that uh, I don't you know, Stephen something. I think it's Stephen Chow. Yeah, Stephen Chow was the other movie was Kung Fu Hustle, and I got halfway through that and I was like, Nope. Um, and even then, like, there's a very famous scene going on the internet from one of his more recent movies called The Mermaid. That's with police, like, not knowing what a mermaid is. And it's very funny. And I was like, maybe we should watch this. And then I actually watched the trailer for that movie. And I was like, oh, fuck, no, 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 this is gross and stupid. And I don't want to watch it. But that one scene I said to TJ and I was like, this is the only thing worth talking about from that movie. Um, cause that scene is very funny. But everything else, gross. There's a man with Ur- Ursula tentacles, and it's poorly animated, and it's it just makes you feel gross. So, no. Um, we're not doing that. I said enough. We're done. Move on. Also, before we get into said classic thing that everyone has been clamoring about for literally my entire life... Let's talk quickly, briefly about the other thing that people have been clamoring about my literal entire life that I only really noticed when the past couple years because I watch filmmaker and like film buff YouTube. Kung Fu Hustle, which if anyone remembers the Mortal Kombat episode, there is... (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) There is a moment... In that episode, where I feel like I did say this, but more importantly, the meme on Instagram that I posted to accompany the promotion for that episode was basically, it's the exact same thing of Kung Fu Hustle, of just like, look, am I stupid? Am I just dumb? Do I just not know what the fuck I'm talking about? Should I just hang up my film shoes? Like... Because I watched, unlike Trevor, who stopped halfway, and I watched Kung Fu Hustle first, and I told him, I'm like, like, give it a bit, but ultimately, I don't think you really, if if you're not feeling it, just don't finish it. But, like, I did. And it's the same thing as 90s Mortal Kombat of just, like, you people promised me that this was good. You swore up and down. It's one of the best martial arts comedies of all time. And I watched this shit and I was like, are you fucking for real? Really? Yeah. This? 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 I prefer Rush Hour to that. And we know how I feel about Rush Hour. (laughs) That's rough, buddy. (laughs) Like... I was, ooh, I just, I just, I just, and we were going to do a whole goof. We were going to do a goof where we were going to either, like, I think we were going to hype up, oh, yeah, we're talking about Kung Fu Hustle, and then talk about it for 10 minutes and then move on. Or we were just not going to promote Kung Fu Hustle, and then 
just shit on it. <laughs> but now we're on a Cowboy Bebop and we can't do either of those things. So just. I don't know. Look, maybe maybe it's me. Maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. But it's setting the tone now because that was one thing that everyone was up their own butts about. Everyone loves Kung Fu Hustle. And now we're shifting to Cowboy Bebop, one of the most legendary animes of all time. Will it keep this energy? I don't know. Maybe. Find out on the next thrilling episode of Dragon Ball Z. It is now time for Reject or Renew! Thank you, me. Welcome, welcome to our monthly TV show review, Reject or Renew. If you're new here, this is how this works. The segment will begin with an episode guide. Each of us will take turns giving a brief synopsis of an episode, followed by our brief thoughts, repeating this process until all episodes have been covered. Afterwards, we will discuss the highest and lowest rated episodes, most and least valuable characters, and give our final thoughts before rendering our judgment of reject or renew. Now, a show needs at least one renew to remain eligible. Two back-to-back -back rejects from the same host will disqualify that show from our ranks and can only be resurrected via fan vote. However, if both hosts elect to reject, the show in question will be eliminated from our lineup immediately and permanently. Following judgment, we will commence the Reject or Renew Draft Lottery to determine what show will appear on next month's Reject or Renew. Back to you, me. Thanks, me, you dickhead. So, uh, Cowboy Bebop. Um, history with Cowboy Bebop. I have none. Go on. Okay. Uh, I just knew that Cowboy Bebop was a legendary anime for basically as long as I kind of knew about anime. You know, it's like Cowboy Bebop, uh, Dragon Ball Z, One Piece... And take your pick on, like, the next two, because it's different for a lot of people. Uh, I was aware of Naruto, but Naruto was never, like, the thing. Uh, I think I think Inuyasha was the thing. Uh, or Bleach. Bleach. Bleach or Inuyasha yeah. was, like, it, like, changed back and forth. And then... Um, and then, like, a very, like, very far below that's probably all the Gundam stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I just remember Toonami and just being vaguely aware. Well, also, on the note of Toonami, uh -oh. Spike's voice is Toonami. Oh, yeah. He's the Toonami guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was searching, searching, searching for it. I was like, what is he? What is he? Oh, that must have been fun for them. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh. No, but TJ, we can't continue this conversation without acknowledging Boba Bobo Bobo. I was just, literally, I was just about to bring that up. Boba Bobo 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 Bobo. God, <laughs> fucking insane. That's a show that I would I would watch without prompt, like just to see how fucking crazy we can make this. Um, but anyway, yeah. So so wait, so did so did you watch it prior to this? Um. So here's the thing that will probably get brought up. 
is that, yes, technically, a little bit. I watched, let me get the actual, I have the episodes in front of me, so let me just see. I watched a maximum of eight episodes, and I think I tried to uh, watch this twice, officially. Um, Some episodes were kind of fuzzy, like after six, like seven and eight are kind of both a little hazy, but I kn- every time episodes one through six played, I was like, oh yeah, this one. Um, so I remembered what they were about, but I didn't a hundred percent remember my opinion or the quality or anything like that. Um, and that was about like, that was like a couple years ago. The most recent time I watched it, like about 2020, 2019. Um, so there is no nostalgia for me with this show. I just know everyone else loves it. That's about it. I know it's legendary. I know it's like one of the shows. Um, wow, this came out in 98. Oh, I thought this was older. <laughs> oh, no. Um, hmm. That changes some things about my opinion. Um, that's shockingly recent, actually. 98? Good Lord. I'm older than this show. Holy shit. Um, I mean, that's becoming less and less of a thing as we get older. No, but like just the way Um, people have talked about Cowboy Bebop, I thought it was like. You think it'd be like an Akira. Yeah, I thought it was like one of the like big like forerunner, like one of the ones on the front line of anime. And I'm just like. No, like Dragon Ball Z is probably older than this. Yeah, I'm like, huh, okay. (laughs) Or at least Dragon Ball, at the very least. (laughs) That changes some shit. Um. So, uh, Trevor has taken evens in our episode guide, which means I will start. Evens. So, without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episodes of Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop, infamously, like Firefly, only has a single season. Uh, and then a movie, which I thought was like an epilogue, but turns out it's not. It's kind of just like a side thing. Okay. Oh, it's like the Digimon movies? I. Yeah. But 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 one I guess, actually I guess most anime movies <laughs> when you think about it like canon all the Pokemon movies are like sub stuff and all the Dragon Ball Z movies are like sub stuff yeah anime movies are just yeah let's put these characters in another thing um, canon where we're going we don't need canon <laughs> in America we like our stories to connect <laughs> and if they don't we get really mad about it because we've been sucking on that teat for about. 12 years. Moving on. We like it to uh, connect, you know, like Bionicle. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, do the episode guide. Okay. I'm the Lego guy, and even I want to move on. <laughs> uh, episode one, Asteroid Blue. Spike Spiegel and his partner, Jet Black, get more than they bargained for when they travel through space to track down a drug lord and his girlfriend. It was a nice breath of fresh air. I have not watched true anime in a long time. I've watched hamburger anime, so like we watched Avatar, and and I've watched other adjacent things, but I haven't watched anime in a long time. So my first note is the sweet smell of anime in the morning. Um, uh, I thought the eye drugs were gross, um, and I wondered if they named him Asimov as like a homage to Isaac Asimov. Um, but at the end of the day, like I think the first episode actually kind of disappointed me a little bit. Because 
everyone was archetypally exactly how I thought they would be. And so I was like, okay, cool. You're not going to subvert it this in like any way to make me interested. Or am I, am I just going off that this is the kind of character he is? And I'm, you know, late nineties, probably going to like that. Like that, that seems to be the vibe here. And so I was kind of like, okay, they're just kind of who I'd expect them to be. All right. Moving on. Noted. Uh, pretty good introduction shows its age a bit, but definitely informs the overall tone and premise uh, concisely. Like it's yeah yeah okay. it's like it's like the appetizer. It's like the oh this is what I'm getting. The amuse bouche. Yeah, the amuse bouche. All right. Episode two: Stray dogs strut. Spike and Jet go to Mars, where they chase a thief who stole a Welsh corgi. As they play cat and mouse with the dog napper, they make a new friend. It's the dog is the new friend. Um, <laughs> Didn't Spike get a pic of Hakeem's new face? Wasn't that, like, part of the setup? Yeah, they don't really come back to the whole ability to change your face thing, do they? It's really just this episode. I think, like, they pay it lip service, I think, like, once or twice. But, like, yeah, for you would think that would be way more of a thing. <laughs> Yeah. For bounty hunters. <laughs> yeah, true. You'd think that, like, every fifth character would have changed his face. Um, there's too many people walking around without face changes who, like, and clearly it's not an expensive thing based on the pre- people we see do it. Um, yeah, my only things are, I didn't realize the rollerblade guy from Bob's Burgers ran a pawn shop on Mars. Um, just the voice acting for that particular scene. Um, or yeah, I guess you could equally say, uh, the guy, the character from, uh, the Goofy movie series. Um, and then also I just, when I, when I saw the Bounty Hunter channel for the first time, I was like, oh, I hope they keep that. I think that's fun. You ready? Episode three, Honky Tonk Women. Short of cash, Spike and Jet visit a space station casino and stumble upon a beautiful fugitive who escapes danger by running away with them. Uh, Jet is putting a lot of, like, coins and shit in his digestive tract during this episode, and I'm like, what the fuck? His digestive tract must be wrecked from all the things he's swallowing. I mean, Spike. Dear God. Or, did did I say Jet? Yeah, Yeah, Spike. (laughs) Um, yes. Uh, I thought that, like, they, they kind of, they, they undo this later, but they say that, that, uh, they say that Faye is Romani. Yes. And at this point, I was like, interesting choice, you kind of undo that later, um, and like, it was an interesting choice for the nineties of all times. Also an interesting choice that they use that instead of the other term. And I'm like, okay, all right, good for you. Um, and then, uh, I just think this is a good episode all around. This is probably one of the best constructed episodes. I literally wrote, I don't know what to think of this Romani thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was, that was basically they definitely it. very much undo that later. And then, um, my other thing was like, or that Faye might be over 200. That's addressed later. So. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't catch that the first time. I did not catch that the first time, let me tell you. Uh, and I'll tell you later when I tell you my note on that episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> episode four, Gateway Shuffle. Spike and Jet try to capture the leader of a band of eco-terrorists. Faye finds a mysterious suitcase amidst the wreckage of an abandoned spaceship. Of course the activists are terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Now, okay, but eco-terrorist is a trope, and, like, that's a it's a fun trope to play with in many different ways. I wasn't terribly mad at the way they did it here because like it's so far flung in the future that and so unrelated to our current view on climate change and current battle with climate change that I'm kind of like, it's kind of not relevant in terms of like thinking about it in today's context. So like it didn't bother me. Also the whole like 
mother gangster trope has always been interesting to me. The way that, the, the, like, the gangsters who it's the mom. And it makes me think of Futurama. G- g- genuinely, um, I'm like, okay, Futurama, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I liked, for the first time, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I, I, just because of the way my brain is and the TV that I watch nowadays, I was like, oh, cool, great. Two plots and they actually both matter. Great. I love it. We haven't had that on a Reject or a New Show. Or <laughs> actually, I should say, we had... Plots that don't, subplots that don't matter back in March. And then we had every plot matters always in April. So it was like, okay, cool. Nice balance. Thank you very much. Episode five, Ballad of Fallen Angels. As Spike chases the reward for hunting down a high-ranking member of the Red Dragon Syndicate, he comes face to face with an old enemy. Uh, My note was, is that a real villain I spy? Mysterious backstory episode. This is so fucking anime. (laughs) I mean, it is. (laughs) It's like, it's like, ah, this is so just prescription anime. Uh, I wrote a, I wrote a bit here, uh, and this was a while ago, so I actually don't quite remember what I wrote. Uh, as much, (laughs) as much as the funnier, slicker stuff is the main selling point of the show, this deeper stuff is the first thing that actually piqued my interest, even having already seen this episode. The show established its characters and tone well, so the subversion really lands. See, here's my thing. The, uh, I'll say this now. Everything about the vicious storyline, I don't care about. I will save my thoughts for after we talk about the finale. Yeah, okay. Uh, episode six, Sympathy for the Devil. Spike and Jet hunt a felon accused of stealing a piece of meteorite from a lab. A villain who looks like a little boy despite his advanced age. Which is kind of a spoiler to put it in the description. Yeah. I'm glad I don't read those. A great setup super rushed most of these oh, yeah. are uh-huh. to be honest yeah like they spend a lot of time in that first 10 minutes before the title pit before the mid the mid episode title card um like they spent they take a lot of time in those and then they wrap super quickly which in some cases fine in this case yeah i get it um my whole note is i guess nothing's really off limits here huh yes what's off limits i guess nothing's really off limits in terms of like this is a space gangster movie. I wouldn't call it space noir, but it's a space gangster sh- series. And yet we also have like people who don't age kind of things. And like, like, wow, I was like, this is the moment where I was like, oh, wow, nothing's off limits here. Like, they're really not just going to specifically stick to like drugs, guns, money, gambling. Like, they're going to do this stuff, too. OK. Episode seven, Heavy Metal Queen. The crew follows the trail of a dangerous bomber. Spike meets a cargo hauler pilot who, despite a loathing for bounty hunters, becomes a friend. But only for this episode. Um, Of course. (laughs) Like, literally, that was my note. Is like, at this point, I'm just kind of curious if any of these characters are going to, like, help them out in a space battle at a later point. Spoiler, most of them don't. Um, And I I looked away and completely missed who her husband was. Was Was her husband his mentor thingy, or was that just like something completely irrelevant? I think he was just a, a criminal. Oh, I think they were both um, criminals is what they implied. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I got that. Much. Yeah. Um, I like at the very beginning when they're hunting the guy and they, she finds the guy with the wrong tattoo. And when she, when she's like, what the fuck is that? He's like, I have a thing for eels. I was like, that's, that's funny. Um, uh, I wrote better. But the short length is starting to actually affect what would otherwise be really good stories. TJ wanting more out of his story time? Oh! 
Uh, <laughs> episode eight, Waltz for Venus. As the crew hunts for gangsters on Venus, Spike meets an exuberant boy on the run from the mobster who wants Spike to mentor him. I mean, pretty good, considering. Yeah, I, I, my, my notes explain my journey through this. But well, first of all, bounty names at the very beginning are Huey, Dewey, and Louie, Jesus. which I liked. Uh, <laughs> um, and then when we first meet the guy, when we first meet this this other character, I'm like, oh god, I kind of want this guy to die. Um, and then when they're out in Venus and they're there, his voice goes up for helium. I thought that was funny. Um, and then later I was like, okay, he doesn't see it. Okay, fine. I get it. I like him. He doesn't have to die. And then at two seconds later, it was, and he's dead. Okay. Uh, so that was my journey, but I do actually like that. Like the, with the plant thing, the show does a great job of like giving the crew a reason to be involved when like in like in the information about the plant being important comes indirectly from the plot and it didn't have to be. And so the way that that was executed in this one, I was like, okay, cool. I miss, there's a lot of shows that don't even do that. And so I'm like, great. I'm glad that you, you do this. You give the crew a reason outside of the, of this other thing you're telling us to be involved. And I'm, I'm pro that. Episode nine jamming with Edward, by the way, we are officially, I know for a fact, I stopped conveniently right when they were about to introduce Edward. So I knew nothing about Edward going into this. So keep that in mind for context of, for what comes later. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like one of those video games from the two thousands where they put all the characters on the, on the front of the thing. And you know, you're going to like assemble a crew throughout the game. And so you're like, okay, cool. I'm on the new planet. Where's my new character? Um, and that's very much Ed's in the title sequence. So I was like, okay, all right, well, when's this person going to show up? Yeah. It's like the blacked out character in a fighting game on the menu. Right. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, episode nine jamming with Edward. Uh, oh, I'm on the wrong screen. I was about to read my note. Uh, when a top hacker joins the hunt for a vandal who defaces earth's surface, all are stunned to find an artificial intelligence with real feelings. That is a, I, I would call it a spoiler, but to be fair, the episode just straight up tells you at the front too. So yeah, he's so lonely. It was, it's such a, like the sit, like the, the drawings here, it's a Hal reference from space odyssey. And I'm like, that's cool. I actually, I'm, 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 I'm okay with that being a reference. Also, the fact that they pulled out the Nazca lines as a plot point, I'm like, good, good, good on you, show. That's awesome. Because I don't know if you know, that's like real. Nobody knows where they came from, and it's just a desert in Peru that has these lines that very much resemble, like actual like structures and things in the world. It's fascinating. No one knows where they came from. It's awesome. Um, I love that the broadcaster basically that they bring on to describe the lines is basically QAnon. Um, this <laughs> the skeevy guy. He's like, the government doesn't want you to know. Um, and like, I, I just think that this was a cool concept of an episode where it's like, yeah, there's no actual bounty. Like Ed is clearly on their side or clearly a good, a good guy. And Ed has a very unique perspective on the world and just wants to help this lonely robot. I was like, I, I really like this episode. This would have been really interesting if we, weren't told immediately that it was an AI. Yeah, I guess. But I guess you kind of had confirmed to confirm that the AI was like operating on its own because not every AI does everything of its own volition. It's still a computer. Like, I, I got it. Just like, it seems like they like to do, like throw in a little bit of mystery every now and again. But then they do shit like this where they just kind of like 
go, all right, here's the answer. And I'm like, what? if you're doing a mystery, <laughs> then then don't tell, you're not, you're not Ryan Johnson. You can't get away with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 10, Ganymede Elegy. Jet's old friend from the, his ISSP days tells him where he can find his former girlfriend, fueling Jet's desire to find out why she left him. Boy, the writing is rough in places. Clunky. Yeah, my only note for this is just poor Jet, because I didn't really have any other thoughts on the episode. <laughs> uh, episode 11, Toys in the Attic, as the Bebop calmly... C- oh, okay. <laughs> as the Bebop calmly cruises toward the asteroid belt... I don't know why that's relevant, Netflix. The ship is suddenly attacked by a mysterious blob-like creature who infects most of the crew. I had been wondering what happens when they, like, run out of money. Because, um, like, they, they, that starts happening occasionally throughout the rest of this, the run. And I'm like, okay, good. I actually like that they acknowledge the reality of, like, this is a hard thing. Um, uh, oh, Jet that's go- why Netflix referenced it. Okay. Yeah. Jet basically gets COVID. Um, but at any at anyway, like, every... All the ways that it's animated, or I guess I could say shot in the animation, is very alien, which I really like, like the way that this progresses. Um, but at the end of the day, everyone gets bit, and then he shoots it out the out the thing, and then they don't really resolve it. Everyone just gets better. Like, they look like they're on the brink of fucking death, and they play it like they're on the brink of death, and then everyone just, he goes, it's leftovers, and then it's... Oh, well, I guess that's the end of the episode. Also, Ed eats it. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is simultaneously the best and worst executed episode so far. Right. <laughs> Baffling. It's like, you, you, you did your homage really well. You just didn't end it at all. Like... Remember when I said that they kind of like throwing in mysteries, but they don't really do them like mysteries? <laughs> wait, wait. Did we just did we just get Rickrolled into watching a J.J. Abrams show? I. That's an interesting use of Rickrolled. <laughs> I don't know. Bamboozled? Seems to make sense to me. You, under, you understood what I meant, though. <laughs> We've been Smackledorf. That's not even a word, and I agree with you. <laughs> All the references coming out in this one Cowboy Bebop episode. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, episode 12, Jupiter Jazz Part 1. With Jet on her heels, Faye empties the crew's safe and flees to Callisto. Spike traces Julia's trail, leading him to another face-off with Vicious. So Faye emptied the safe. But what is in the safe? Money. If they are perpetually broke. I think it's feast and feast or famine. Also, yikes. That wasn't a problem for me. There was something in this episode that made me that made me go yikes. Yeah, I was not expecting oh, an intersex person. Yeah, and, that's what made me go yikes. Yeah, I was not expecting an intersex person. I also don't like to jump to the next episode. I don't like that they justify it as an experiment. I would have just preferred... I mean, I, I, I don't expect anything less of the 90s. I would have just preferred just for that person to be intersex and not have it be like some sort of flawed experiment. That doesn't. That, that's not a great way to honor that. 
Um, cause I would have been fine with an intersex person being revealed and like, but it, it, it wasn't handled well. So, um, it's not even, I mean, you know, I don't even think by the nineties standards it's handled well. So, um, but before that's revealed, my big note was gay ice town, gay ice town. Um, because they reference all the guys sleeping with each other because there's no women. And I'm like, gay ice town, give me gay ice town, give me gay ice town. Um, please. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> did you sound um, like a TikTok? I, <laughs> <laughs> like that's if just we a had sound a TikTok, on TikTok. I absolutely would have made that in. Um, <laughs> put that sound in a TikTok, everybody. Uh, there's going to be a queer gathering in Banff. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, which is where the world ice sculpture championships are held. Um, I also think we're like seeing Spike at his worst, which I think is an interesting narrative choice and a, probably a good narrative choice at this juncture in the in the season to see Spike just like completely dump everything and be a shithead because of this one thing that triggers him. Um, but also like it's very anime and very noiry, where the main character's girl is mysterious and a uh, completely unattainable, but always in distress somehow. Like it doesn't bother me. It like. It doesn't bother me, but I was just like, ah, that's so tropey. It's so tropey that she's just this unattainable thing. Yeah. Episode 13. I'm like losing my scene because I think literally in the season, this is also kind of when it was. It was yeah, this was a hard it, patch. It was, it was, it was, it was test, not this episode in particular, but like this point in my watching. Like, like six through nine is a really good window. But, like, yeah. I will circle back to that. Uh, Jupiter Jazz Part 2, Episode 13. Uh, Faye receives help from a man betrayed by Vicious. When he and Spike find their evil quarry at the same moment, a three-way battle ensues. That's generous, Netflix. Yeah, no, I already I already said my note, which is I don't like that it's an experiment, and the rest of it just kind of played out like an anime. So I like, meant right. the, a three-way battle ensues. I'm like... No, I know. Yeah, it's not really a battle. It's not even a three-way battle. It's two people observing the other two. And someone gets shot. Oh, boy. Episode 14, Bohemian Rhapsody. As Spike and his crew try to capture the mastermind behind a series of hyperspace robberies, they get closer to the truth about Earth's destruction. I realize I never actually did my note for 13. Uh, For 13, the show becomes insanely better when they decide to actually, you know take some moments to be serious a bit go figure uh my note for 14 wait what were you what were you saying oh that was a note from the previous yeah, from 13 okay. uh specifically like the uh i think his name is gren the send-off for gren is like you know they actually like take a beat um yeah uh-huh. episode 14 it's weird how little they pay attention to ed and just do whatever they say in an episode like right. this one. Wait, they didn't ask for money. I literally stopped my note and was like, wait a minute. They didn't ask for money at the end. Yeah. I mean, I also, the, the whole thing with like digital chess being the breadcrumbs, um, like that concept to me was way ahead of its time. Um, I was like, oh yeah, no, that's a really smart plot regardless of when you were at. And the fact that like, you could think of like a microchip in a chess piece to then be like a calling, like a, I was like, Oh yeah, no, this is actually really smart for 1998. Um, like I would expect that to be a default plot in a contemporary show. Um, 
but also, I don't know if you noticed, but Faye's spacesuit has goggles on top. And I'm like, why did she doesn't need them? She's got a screen in front of her. <laughs> it's classic anime. Like this is over designed. Look, if we're going to quibble about goggles and anime, we're going to be here for a fucking while. <laughs> <laughs> what about the zippers? Why are there so many zippers? Look, talk to Tetsuya Nomura. <laughs> What's in all of Sora's pockets? <laughs> um, that still baffles me. They literally, at the end of the... At the, well, okay, first off, for, I, I'm struggling to think if I should say this. No, it's it's specific to this one episode, so I should say this now instead of circling back later. Like, the guy's just senile in the end, and I'm like, what the... F- Why do you keep doing no, this? No, I, I actually kind of like that. No, they explain it. They're like, he set this in motion 50 years ago as revenge, and then just in waiting, he went senile. And I'm like, I actually kind of like that. I think that's an interesting, like, kind of poetic justice moment. Here's a, here's a, here's a clarification. I don't like it on the tail end of all these other episodes, and I will touch on this later, of like, oh, they let him go. Oh, they died. Oh, I don't know fucking something with Vicious, I guess. But, like, it's at this point in the show, and it's even more egregious when they don't take the money. They literally are like, "What? so what, do you want, like, millions of oolong to not say anything? And they're like, nah, just leave the guy alone. And I'm like, you can do both. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um... Episode 15, My Funny Valentine. That's a song. I like that song. I performed that song in a choir once. Um, In a moment of melancholy, Faye reminisces about her past, then encounters a man who holds a key to her origins and her burdensome debt. Uh, Because I did not pick up on the whole 200 years old thing, I went, the fuck? Because this was a hard left turn for me. Um, That this major character had been cryogenically frozen. Uh, And that's why she's in debt. And I'm not necessarily mad about it, but I'm very surprised. Boy, I wish I could take this seriously. Yeah, no, I get that. (laughs) I agree with that. And you know what? You know what? I'll stick a pin in it. Okay. Uh, episode 16, Black Dog Serenade. When prisoners take over the transport ship, Jet is called in to help and comes face-to-face with the syndicate assassin who took his arm. Once again, the same note I seem seem to be writing over and over again. Boy, I wish I could take this seriously. And it needs more time. Like, you're fucking... There's 26 of these things. Yep. I mean, can you imagine what some of this would be if you actually, like, layered some of these plots onto each other over a course of several episodes? I just... I... You know what? I, I, I can't... I can't hear. That's my note. Um, I mean, my, my note was that this... I mean, this episode feels like a copy-paste change some stuff from the one with his girlfriend. Like, it's like, every time we go into Jet's past, I'm kind of like, I mean, eh, it's the same general tone. I mean, I mean, 
Where is the lie? I'm looking for it. It owes me money. Uh, episode 17. <laughs> <laughs> the line is Faye Valentine. <laughs> My funny Valentine. Okay. Episode 17. Mushroom Samba. When the Bebop is low on food rations, what the fuck else is new? Ed and I go out in search of edibles. I... I know that word choice is on purpose. Only to accidentally yep. get a hold of some hallucinogenic mushrooms. Drugs! Racial stereotypes! Uh, that All that shit was the annoying part. I think the only thing that I really cared about in this episode is that their trips, the trips that they're going on, uh, are actually kind of funny. Um, and also, there's an implication that Ayn can speak to cows. Um, and they understand each other with subtitles. And that was funny. Um, other than that, the rest of the episode's trash. So basically, Ed tried to kill the entire crew. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you missed the part that, like, it's really very clearly said, right f- straight out. Oh, my brother took these mushrooms, and then he died. What? What? What do you want me to think as an audience member if, like... Then Ed just straight up just feeds the same mushrooms to all of the crew. I'm li- and then just nothing gets resolved. It, they just they just again just like with the fucking toys in the attic episode. They just get better. They just get better. It's fine. It's cool. Also, now all of a sudden they're just real mushrooms at the end, and I. Home. Aren't you glad this is only one season? Um, <laughs> error two hundred four. <laughs> uh, but that's 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 what I got. That's my note. Oh, easy right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> speak like a child. While Faye gambles away her money at the horse races, a special parcel arrives for her at the ship, which Spike and Jet unwrap to find a video. It's actually starting to get annoying. How many times I can't resonate with genuinely good endings to these episodes because there's just no pacing beforehand. Nope. Absolutely agree. It's a big journey to to reveal the thing which we kind of know is going to be about our past. And... My main note was like, oh, I could have used one of those videos of my younger self telling me it's going to be all right and that they believe in me. Um, That was really heartfelt. Just didn't, you know, you spend an entire episode kind of obfuscating the goal here. I would have much preferred they reveal that halfway through the episode and have Faye have an emotional moment about it. Yeah. Or literally anything else. Episode 19, Wild (laughs) Horse. Episode 19, Wild Horses. After his craft sustains injury during a... After his craft sustains injury during a mission. That's all right. The fuck was paid to write this? Can I have their job? No, it it works. I want their job. It's just not the usual way to say it. Give me their job. I'm very poor. Okay. This show is very old. Keep going. The the Netflix descriptions are recent. (laughs) All right. After his after his craft sustains injury, it's literally a tongue twister. After his craft sustains, wow. After his craft sustains injury during even a you mission, stumbled on it. Don't even hard. bullshit me. 
Bullshit. All right. Spike Keep goes going. to Earth to get his hovercraft repaired by its designer. Jet and Faye fight pirates. Um, I, I really could care less about this episode. Yeah. If this show doesn't start like tying some stuff together, then I'm over it. I I legitimately <laughs> I'm laughing at past me. He's so sassy. I legitimately refuse to write the same fucking thing for each episode. That's what I wrote. <laughs> That's it. That's my note. <laughs> Episode 20, P- uh, Pierrot Le Fou. Spike witnesses a murder and becomes the target of a psychopathic serial killer who urges him to settle accounts at space-themed mu- I mean, at a space-themed amusement park. So apparently Disney is rebooting Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. I have no idea why, but I'd, ra- I'd rather discuss how bizarre that is than repeat the same note over again. So, yeah, so for me, this one, this, this episode really kind of took a bad turn for me. Um, it was so much darker and it, it felt like a different show. Because, like, you've seen I dark. I almost wrote that note. We've seen dark episodes. Like, this felt like I've never watched, I can't, so this is not a very good authority, but it felt like something that was like 2 a.m. on Toonami, where it's like, ah, I should not be watching this. Um, like, that's what it felt like. And, like, I, I, I didn't know who this situation was supposed to develop because I can at least understand certain episodes like doing little bits and pieces of character development. Like when we take time with Phase Past, we take time with Phase Past and it affects her. In this episode, I'm like, who are we building here? Who is even the who is even the target of building things up? Whether or not you do it is a different story. Who's even the target of it? Because the villain is wholly uninteresting to me. And then it's also kind of like really ableist like we really need to stop with like mentally like people like just dis- like mental disability serial killer trope like we really need to stop that and and it's just the whole episode is set up to be unsettling especially in the ending when he's crying for his mom it's like ah uh, this is real i don't like this i really don't like watching this kind of thing like you're you're making this person out to be like a a violence fascination case when like most people with mental illness do not or most people with mental illness or you know are disabled um you know to say like cognitive disability are not violent and have violence inflicted upon them and so like i really just everything about this episode i don't like i don't like it whatsoever it's an old trope we need to get rid of it episode 21 boogie woogie feng shui a cryptic message sends jet down a trail where he discovers a friend's grave and a daughter who seeks his help in solving his disappearance. Uh, my only note is I will never understand Feng Shui. Uh, other than that, bleh. yikes! Yikes! Yeah, this might be the worst episode. Yeah, the whole I could be your boyfriend. This might be the worst episode. It might be. Episode twenty-four, or sorry, twenty-two. Fuck, where are we? Jack Bauer, um, Cowboy Funk. Spike tries to snag a terrorist who hides explosives inside teddy bears, but bumps up against a fellow bounty hunter whose similarities annoy him. Or maybe this is the worst. Like, where do I actually fucking begin? What similarities do they have? 
Right, and like that they're pig-headed and don't listen to other people. Like it's not the same that between the not, two of them. Again, am one I, is clearly a fool. Am I dumb? Am I stupid? Am I am I not okay? Well, I'm not. But like in regards to this specifically, because because be, like they have not like yeah, Spike can sometimes be pig-headed, but it is not his defining trait at all. His aloofness is his defining trait. I also would say that I, I skipped this note earlier because it wasn't relevant to, to it, it didn't fit. But like Spike is not the main character of this show most of the time. Like a lot of the time. No, it's an ensemble show where they just kind of bounce around who's the focus. Which is fine. So the idea. So but that's the thing. This episode definitely kind of operates on the conceit that he is the main character. Yeah, I, it's like if you had a Teen Titans episode about Robin meeting somebody that was right. super similar to him and then like couldn't handle that like all of his team handled like liked the guy better. Like literally what they do with Blackfire's first appearance but just with Robin. Right. But also But the thing is nobody actually likes this guy. But also this isn't Teen Titans. <laughs> it's Cowboy Goddamn Bebop. Like, remember a couple episodes ago, Trevor, when you were like, oh, this seems like a left turn, sharp left turn of like, it's all of a sudden way more aggressive and like violent and kind of dark. And I, it feels like a different show. This feels like a different episode of this show. Like, this does not feel like Cowboy Bebop all of a sudden. Like, yeah, no, it's it's far too campy. What? Or not campy, sorry. Camp is not the right word. Silly. Yeah, silly is the right word. I, and look, I have nothing against silly anime. That will become very clear later on. But like, what the fuck are you doing? It's episode 22 of a 26 episode season. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah. And then like, and and the reason it's even more silly is because the villain gives a whole manifesto and the fact that no one cares about it is played off as a joke. Um, and the manifesto is kind of just like, oh, it's, I kind of get it. You know, anti-capitalist. Good. Good for you, bud. It's always capitalism. We must not defy the capitalists. Episode 23. How, well, how else will I have this nice boot print on my face? <laughs> Episode twenty three. Is that is that the episode title? What <laughs> is that? <laughs> episode twenty three. Brain scratch. Faye secretly goes undercover to infiltrate a cult that believes eternal life can be achieved by digitalizing the soul and uploading uploading it to the internet. There was a lot going on with this episode. I'm not opposed to how they approached this trope. I actually kind of liked how they approached the trope of the internet. The the the. Well, there's a word for it. They made a movie with Johnny Depp uh, that used the word for it. Um, trans something. Um, anyway, the singularity, that's what it is. Um, like the approach to a singularity cult, like I actually didn't didn't dislike it. It's just they had a lot going on. So apparently there's an Inspector Gadget reboot being written by Mikey Day, of all people. Like, what the fuck is up with that? Are you just bringing up other things yes. so you don't have to talk about the show? <laughs> so I don't have to write the same note over and over again. <laughs> Isn't it weird to see Mikey Day on SNL after watching him on Wild and Out? 
Is he on SNL now? Yeah, he's still on it. Oh, I thought he used to be on SNL. <laughs> he might. I mean, I, I haven't watched this season. He might be gone for this season. But oh, yeah, okay. he's been on SNL for years. Like, I genuinely have not thought about Mikey Day since, like, 2008, maybe. Yeah, no, he's been, like, he did, like, that and then two years, and then he was on SNL right after that. There was a pipeline. I think Taron Killam opened a pipeline. Um, Anyway, do you have anything else to say on that episode? Nope. Okay. Uh, Episode 24, Hard Luck Woman. When an old videotape spurs Faye to probe into her past, she and Ed are led to what seems to be an orphanage. Jet and Spike anticipate a big payday. Kind of gives off the vibe like they didn't have enough time for both a Faye and Ed episode, so they just kind of smushed them together. Yeah, it definitely feels like they do about three episodes back that they were going to get canceled. <laughs> were they canceled? I don't know if they were canceled. I don't know. Whatever. whatever they must have known that they were not going to get whatever they got. Um or that they weren't going to continue on because they needed to like maybe wrap some shit up. Um, all that to say, when when uh, Ed actually does leave and Ayn leaves with her, I actually that was very emotional for me. I was like, oh, they actually did an interesting job of like giving Ed that choice. I'm trying to see if there's like any mention on the Wikipedia page on like if it just ended or. If indeed they did get canceled, because nobody talks about that for some reason. They always talk about how Firefly was canceled. I mean, it received unanimous acclaim, so I don't know. Why. I guess I don't think it would be canceled. I guess the, the I guess I, the question for me is less about was it canceled, but like, did they know they were just doing twenty six episodes? Because that's th- that makes a difference. Yeah, especially uh, considering what comes next. Right, the real folk blues part one. Do I have wait? Do I have a note? Oh, yeah, I did, I did do my note. Uh, the Real Folk Blues, part one. Jet and Spike try to drown their sorrows in alcohol. Unaware that the leaders of the Red Dragon Syndicate have issued orders to kill all ex-members. Oh, no! It was certainly more complicated than that description. Um, the thing is that, like, ironically, I wanted more connected storytelling out of the whole thing. I just didn't want this story. Like, this was the least interesting story through the entire thing was Spike's relationship to Vicious and Julia. I really, it was, I was given no reason to care about any of it. So the end of this is just kind of like, all right, you know, I wished that there was more connectivity and you just, this is the only story you go back to other than Faye's past. And I just don't care. I have no note, as I mentioned before. Okay. The finishing it off, episode 26, Real Folk Blues Part 2. Reunited with Julia, Spike plans their escape far away from the Red Dragon, now controlled by Vicious. But fate has already chosen Spike's path, because he dies. Boy, I have thoughts. Well, I guess if you're going to do that thing, I'll just share mine in the meantime. Um, after all that, she just gets fridged. All that buildup, all that shit, and then she, she just gets fridged. So, uh, and the whole thing about him only having one eye... Would have been cool if you actually spent some time on that story, because I would have loved to have found out through flashbacks or something that he only had one eye and that's how he sees the world, yada, yada, yada. But I don't care at this point. It's just Faye having a weird, you know, interaction of like, I don't want you to go, but I'm not going to explain why or anything. Well, it's pretty clear why she's gone on an emotional journey of like reconnecting with her. And now she wants her family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I get that. But even still, um, 
And then I, I had this realization. I was like, oh, damn. I feel like I'm often disappointed in anime endings. I guess that's fair. To be honest, I don't know that many. Um, the ones, the few ends to, like, sagas I know is, like, Dragon Ball Z. And it's like, they really have a mixed bag. Um, but, yeah. Do you think we should, um, move on to our usual shit? Or should we discuss the big John Cho elephant in the room? Uh, let's talk about it at the Big Dots. Okay. So... Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mix it up a bit and let's start with, uh, with the, uh, least valuable character first. I'm tempted to just not say anybody in the core four, but I almost feel like that's not worth our time to talk about because they just don't show up that much and they're pretty one-dimensional characters until they're just a character who the whole episode's about that person and they get a little development. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say of the core four... Spike is my least valuable character. Interesting. You can still mention the other character if you want. Well, like, I don't care about Vicious. He's just a generic, bloodthirsty villain with a connection to his past that's not really well established. Julia just gets fridged and is just this generally unattainable woman. Uh, You know, there's plenty of other characters throughout the whole thing that are kind of just like, all right, you serve your purpose. Great, fine, whatever. Um, And then Spike, to me, it's like his aloofness just makes him uninvolved. And makes him, you know, the few moments where we see Spike care about something, he's at his worst. And, like, they don't let him care more about some of these smaller things that he has to do for the crew along the way. Um, Like, he doesn't seem all that affected by many things a lot of the time, because his whole thing is being aloof. And the episodes where he is the main character are not the ones that I actually liked watching. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 My least valuable character is Ed. Is that just because you're annoyed by Ed? Is I, this a Jason Mendoza situation? It's it's a it's a twofer. It's a two for one, Trev. Because oh boy, I <laughs> being mad in this accent is really funny. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh fuck the Green Bay Packers. Anyway. Um but no, like one, Ed is annoying. Yeah. Two, Ed is underused. <laughs> like, yeah, it, that makes sense. It feels like they routinely kind of just don't know what to do with Ed to the point where I'm like, then why did you have her j- have them join? Why? Why, Lisa? Why? Why, 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 why? <laughs> I, I genuinely can't believe there is a there is an episode that I did mention in my notes where it's just like oh yeah we're dealing with like I I don't I forget technology or hacking or something yeah the one with the fucking chess dude and they don't immediately just pivot to Ed right off the bat I'm like then why then why is Edward here then then what there are so many instances where they're dealing with tech shit. And I'm just like, is this not why you have Ed? Is it? Yeah. Isn't this why you haven't kicked Ed out at this point? Because Ed has gotten you through some bounties. Also, just in general, you know what? I'll save it. No, I'll save it. I'll save it. Most valuable character. Uh, 
I actually just like Faye and Ed. <laughs> just because I like their stories. I like their backstories. Yeah, and whenever Ed pops up and just says an annoying phrase, it's whatever. But um, I actually do like every story. Every story that focuses on the two of them, with the exception of some repetitiveness for Faye, I liked. So, Oh, also, yeah, there's a point in like one of the last few episodes where Faye just straight up kisses Ed. That was bizarre. Um, but... My most valuable character is also Faye, though. Yeah. Is that the first time we've had the same? <laughs> no, we've had we've done it before. Okay. Um, I genu- you just have all these caveats attached to it. Like I'm pretty sure from the good place we had the same characters, but um, yeah, most valuable was uh was Janet, and then with like close seconds being Chidi and Michael. I think it was, yeah, I think it was that, like, Janet was the most consistent, but also it was probably, like, the, probably the easiest, it was like, it was, it felt like cheating to put Janet, because <laughs> Janet's just, it's just jokes, it's just bits, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I feel like what they really wanted to do with Spike, they just did way better with Faye. I don't think they did either of the endings to those stories very satisfying, but like the setup and the buildup was certainly there. And it's also a thing of like, yeah, there is a uh, juxtaposition with uh, Spike when he's just kind of doing whatever and versus when he's doing anything related to Vicious and Julia. And similarly, like there is a very gradual character shift for Faye from all the shit that we see her do before the the beta tape was there and then everything after is just like she's just a little different she's like more and more and more softer and more and more and more just kind of like not as bratty not as like uh yelly entitled as she was like in the beginning of this and it's like you can feel that kind of more organic like character shift until we get to the end and she is being very vulnerable with Spike and being like please don't leave for God's sake please because if you leave you're gonna die and no please don't actually leave it's it's all the shit that Jet would like to say but Jet's too much of a man to say it because toxic masculinity is so cool it's so cool you guys it's it's honestly like it's real it's boss and you'll be a boss at a fortune 500 company you'll be Jason Bateman is that his character name what from American Psycho I don't think it is Jason Bateman is the actor yeah what is the name of the guy from American Psycho Bates no no yeah no Wait, no, that's from Psycho. From Psycho <laughs> is Norman Bateman. Bates. Patrick Bateman. <laughs> Patrick, let me get off of the American Psycho page because I'm already getting spoilers. What the fuck? Anyway. Jesus Christ. That was quick. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my God. Um. So... I saved episodes to do after characters because, I mean, I guess I have a least, but I I don't know about a most. 
Yeah, the thing I'm going to talk about with the most is kind of a constellation of concepts. Yeah, didn't we just do that? <laughs> we also did uh, this Game of Thrones. I don't know. Yeah, Game of Thrones, we did character, <laughs> we did arcs because there's no, because every episode has 16 different arcs. Um, so we, yeah, we did do it a little bit differently. I would say if we're going to do least valuable, I already said my piece about uh, the the one with the serial killer. Um, that's the worst for me. It just it was unsettling and inappropriate and a trope I, that of all the tropes here. Um, probably shy of the you know watermelon trope um you know that that is the only thing less lower than this trope that i want to die more um is the the racism that happened in the mushrooms episode but other than that just above that is this other trope and i'm like i just i'm so not here for it i didn't like that episode it was brutal in ways that were unnecessary not keeping with the actual tone of the show or where the show had been going um, I just wasn't interested. It felt like they gave the reins to the one guy on the team that nobody really liked to write the episode, and he just did it, and they went, okay. Uh, I think... Uh, of course, they didn't write the fucking names. Um... <laughs> My hubris! Uh... No, don't you start playing it, Netflix, for God's sake. I think Cowboy Funk is just so bizarre and doesn't feel like... It feels like a parody of a Cowboy Bebop episode, more than an actual Cowboy Bebop episode. But also, Boogie Woogie Feng Shui, I really just tapped out at a certain point. I really... Honest to God, there were things happening in front of my face, and I just wasn't absorbing any of it. And then you pile on top of the weird shit with Jet's acquaintance's daughter, and it's just... Yeah. No. And it's just no. Also, yeah, I, I like, Faye and Spike, like, have no, nothing to do with this episode, too. <laughs> they have, like, nothing to do in this episode. And that happens kind of a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of times when other characters just have nothing to do. Um, sounds like another show we did this year. Uh, Oof. No, the whole Cowboy Funk... Cowboy Funk feels like that one of those episodes of, like, Dragon Ball Z where it's, like, you're in the thick of the story and everything's building up, and then they're just like, hey, and this episode's, like, Bulma's Day Out. It's like, <laughs> what, why? Why are we doing this right now? Did you just need more time to draw the other episodes? You just made this? What's going on? Yeah, filler episode. <laughs> yeah, it's such a filler episode. Um, Not that there's a continual story with this series, but... Um, I mean, so, yeah, I would argue like, that the, the, the spike in vicious stuff is what is the closest they get to like right. the overarching story that and Faye, but Faye's stuff only comes like super, like in like the midpoint right. of the, of the season. In terms of like most valuable, I've said a lot about like certain tropes that they did well and like things that they touched on that I enjoyed. I would say though, like if I had to say like my best the best like point in the season was episodes three and four when they introduced Faye because the show was desperately needing a new dynamic like once that was added it was great and then like they chug along for a few more episodes and then i would also like give a merit to like okay ed's introduced in the show desperately needed a new dynamic at that moment and so and then where it kind of falls apart is that like and why nothing beyond that point really warrants a high enough grade to be like in the most valuable category is because like 
there are times when the show just desperately needs a dip, like a change, whether that's like characters are fighting for several episodes and they need to reconcile. Like it needed something from episode to episode and you can still be an episodic show and have those things. Like it happens. It works. Those kind of dynamics can, can carry through and you don't have to resolve it the next episode. You don't have to resolve it in the same episode. So I'm kind of like, at the very least, there is a little bit of a, crossover when they introduce Faye and then Faye becomes officially part of it in three and four. So, and, and the show needed it. So like, yeah, that's kind of my most valuable episodes in a way. I guess if I'm hard pressed, I think maybe I have to go with Ballad of Fallen Angels, the the fifth episode when they first start really doing the vicious stuff. Um, Cause at that point it's the most like, because like I mentioned in my notes, like they had kind of established a certain vibe and then five comes along. It's like, oh, it's a different vibe now. Like it felt like the first like big left turn for the show. And because of that, I kind of was just inadvertently like the most kind of invested probably that I ever will be would be in the entire season. Um. Because after that, it was just, it was too many things stacking on top of each other. The season, I hesitate to say that the season's too long, because all the stories as stories are interesting, and I don't want to cut any of them, but it really just is a thing of, I mean, yeah, I'm just going to use this as a segue to general notes, because this, no, either restructure the episodes entirely, or for God's sake, make these hour-long episodes. Because, no, there's too many interesting stories. Now, okay, there are some things that don't really need to, I'm not going to blanket say everything needs to be extended. The first episode, Asteroid Blues, with the with Asimov and his girlfriend, I think that has enough. That has just enough set up and payoff and, like, you know, the characters themselves don't need more fleshing out. But, like, then you can just do more shit with Spike and Jet to further establish their shit right away. Um, But for a lot of these other ones, like, Sympathy for the Devil is one where, again, there's kind of a mystery going on. They're trying to figure out what the hell is happening. But the second they do, Spike just tracks him down and shoots him in the head. So it's like, god damn. It's like, there's never a raising of the stakes in any episode. There's just the stakes and then the conclusion. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is that, like, in a commercial market that this would have played in, you could have gotten away with 40 minutes and under an hour-long kind of a thing. Like, 20 minutes of commercials in the 90s? Makes sense. Totally happens. Yeah. Like, yeah, when I say hour long, yeah, that's more so what I mean is what you said. Like, they're probably like 40, 45 minutes total maybe, and that's that's the sweet spot for this show because I'm so irritated that there are so many things that I like in the show in individual episodes that just, they just fall flat at the end. Mm-hmm. They just, it just doesn't matter. Like the Heavy Metal Queen episode when it's revealed, oh yeah, I know your name because I know your husband and I know that you two used to, you know, do this shit. But then it just 
ends. Like, there's no real fallout at all. There's no, like, you know, well, what are you going to do next? And, you know, or, like, are you happy? Or, like... So what was he like, or anything like? There's, 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 Just start singing "Fever" by the Black Keys. Um, but like, I'm going. Oh, I thought you were doing. You wanna know by now? Frustrating! It is so. Fr- it's like a season of edging, and just no payoff. <laughs> just... As opposed to uh, all the climaxes from Lord of the Rings, huh? Honestly, I could have tapped out of Lord of the Rings after the first movie. Um... <laughs> anyway, uh, so so th- this is an interesting segue, though. Like, we were gonna watch the live action. You watched most of an episode and then said, let's just not. I didn't touch it. I was really, because Spike was my least interesting character and my least valued character, I, but I really liked John Cho, I was curious to see what about the live action would have brought something different to it. And so, like, let's segue, like, if that's how you felt about that, the live action's in our episode. What about that made you tap out? So, first of all, I didn't finish the episode. Let's just get that out of the way right now. I watched about 20 minutes of it and then switch, jumped ahead to see where Faye was introduced and how they handled Faye. None of the characters are like how they are in the show, in the real show. No. Interesting. They're all they're all different. It's like they kind of pay lip service to trying to make uh, Spike like Spike, but Spike is just feels like the lead to any show. Like any, like hard-boiled detective show or, like, fucking, like, a CSI show or an NCIS show. Like, he's just kind of, like, sarcastic a bit and just kind of done with everything. But, like, the whole... You know what's... You know what actually is the case is they kind of swap Spike and Jet a little bit. So now, how Jet typically acts is how John Cho is acting Spike a little bit. That's kind of what I noticed. In that Jet was kind of like the stickler. Jet was like kind of the stick in the mud a little bit. And Spike was the one that was making jokes and shit. And he was kind of like, eh, it's whatever, you know. At least in the opening vibes of this episode and also the one I watched with Faye in it, it's reversed all of a sudden. Like, John Cho cares a lot. He's kind of, he gets upset about things. And then this version of Spike is like making stupid jokes. And I'm like, what, what prompted this? Also, the main th- here's the if you want to know the thing that made me stop watching. The thing that made me stop watching is how the show is shot. Interesting. Because there are way You know what I fucking hate is I hate when people in an in a media in a medium that in an art medium like video games, 
or movies or TV shows or music, I hate when people go like, oh, well, you can't do that. That's off limits. That's not allowed. And I'm like, it is Christian calendar year 2022. No, you can't do that shit anymore. We've kind of done any and everything we could have ever thought of by this point. There, it really is no thing you just can't do. Like, I hate when people go, just don't adapt anime to live action. You can't do it. And I'm like, no, yes, you can. Of course you can. You can do anything. You can adapt anything if you get the right people and go about it the right way. That's nonsense. That something is just... Because... Ugh, I, I keep... It, the voice keeps playing in my head of like... I don't I like this because it's animated. So you can't make it live action. And I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I don't like Goodwill Hunting because it has real people in it. I like it because it's a relatable story that hits me in the place I need to be hit. That does the medium doesn't fucking matter. Goodwill Hunting could be a play and still and still work. Goodwill Hunting, although I don't know why you would make it an animated movie, you could still make it an animated movie, and it would work, because Goodwill Hunting is a good script. That's kind of all that matters. Like, but people cling to this idea because all of the adaptations we've gotten are bad. So, you're working with a tainted sample size. That shouldn't fucking count. You can't just say, well, The Last Airbender was bad, so that means we can never have a live-action Last Airbender. Fuck you. Of course we can. Just do it good next time. It's not complicated. Like, I'm sorry. The Firebenders can't use actual fire bending. We can't use this as the litmus test to see if this shit would work. Like, for God's sake. So, the way that this show is shot that pisses me off is because there's a lot of static wides. There's a lot of static Weird. shots where people just kind of move around. The camera's like lifeless. It's not really moving that much. And again, this is what I saw in the first 20 minutes of the first episode. So take that with a grain of salt if you wish. But again, also the first 20 minutes of, an, of a show is probably some of the most important minutes of the entire series. So if they fuck up here... I mean, shit. I don't really trust them to do the rest of the show then. But, like, the introduction of Spike, it's like, I can see elements of why they do what they do, and I can see elements of, like, oh, yeah, I could see them maybe doing stuff like this in the anime. But then it's just edited poorly. Like, the premise of the first 20 minutes of Cowboy Bebop is it's it's like a cold open. They don't open with Tank right off the bat. They wait. So, basically, there's, these dudes are sticking up a casino, a space casino. 
And obviously, Jet and Spike are trying to get them. But they we they show us like the actual stick up for a little bit. And then they establish somebody's coming down in the elevator. And they the elevator shows level three. And then they keep going with the scene. And then it shows level two. And, and so on and so on. Then the elevator arrives, dings, and it gets the attention of the robbers. And they go, oh, shit, the elevator. I thought we were supposed to be watching the elevator. Somebody get get on the elevator right now. And then it shows, like, a shot of Spike's shoes, a shot of, like, Spike from a different angle, you know, and then it shows his back and the doors open. And I'm like, okay, so I see what you're trying to do, but I feel like the actual way to do that is to show, like, the shot of Spike's shoes, like, earlier like when you do level two show this other shot at yeah it's level like it one. slowed it down to do it all in that moment right like it's just it's not be it has nothing to do with the fact that cowboy bebop was originally an anime it's just that i feel like you're just doing the execution wrong <laughs> and if john cho wanted to slash was allowed to play just spike spiegel I think it would be fine. John Cho's a good actor. I trust him. And it's not like he can't do a decent, not entirely an imitation, but a decent evocation of Steve Bloom. Like, of course he can. It's not really hard. But, like, they just don't even try. The show is kind of confused because it doesn't know whether or not it wants to be full-on, this is a real-life version of the actual anime of Cowboy Bebop versus, oh, we're just doing our own thing. And I don't know how many of these adaptations have to fall into this fucking sand trap. Yeah, I was going to say, that's that's the trap. Pick one. I feel like Netflix probably had a hand in that. Because I think Netflix was probably tepid about the actual, the actual investment. God, for God's sake. Because also, it's just kind of, but that's just kind of stupid because, like, if the original show had one season, you don't have to do more. So, like, just tell a good 10-episode arc the best you possibly can and don't accept anything else. So it wouldn't have been hard. They could have actually probably improved a lot of shit. Yes. By giving us longer periods of time. They probably would have steered more into Golden Age of Television-style storytelling by having things overlap. It probably still does. We just didn't watch it. But, yeah, so it's, like, it's frustrating that, like, right from the top, you're kind of like, this doesn't feel right. Although, again, I think they fall into another trap here of, like, yes, you should be doing some stuff earlier. Yes, you should be establishing some things earlier, off the bat, that maybe the show took a little bit more time getting to or dragged out a little bit too long. Again, 26 episodes when maybe they didn't need a full 26 but I need to point out that the first time I, if if Faye shows up in episode three, I don't really know because I watched episode four when I knew she was going to be there. But episode four starts off with Faye tracking down said dude that like um the dude that romanced her when she first woke up and then just going straight up to him and going, hi. I'm Faye Valentine, and I need answers. Just slaps a folder of, like, all the data from, like, her cryo thing, and she just kind of knows that this happened. Right off the bat. 
and confronts the guy the first time I saw her. Wait, I'm sorry. That's episode three of this 10 episode arc? Four. So I don't Jesus. I don't know if Faye shows up in three the way they kind of do it in the original anime where she shows up in one and then fully joins in the next. But like, I think they might have done that. Even still, out of 10 hours, if you show up in hour four and that's the character that shows up in hour four, Jesus. And then, and then, and then Trevor, and then Trevor, they're interrupted because the eco-terrorists show up. Oh. So they are, like, all over the place. Yeah, they're, they're playing with action figures. And to an extent, that's fine. But, like, you have to have some goddamn rhyme or reason for shit. And I just... Like... How do I expl- how do I say this to to not like be mean to Danielle Pineda? I think that's how you say her name. Um and not be overly mean to anybody else because I think people were very overly mean to her. Um This is not Faye Valentine from the original anime. It's just not. It's just not. Let's not treat it like it is. At the same time, I don't know why she's this version of the character now. Um because Faye walks up to the dude, confronts him, and then her plan is to just threaten him with a gun to his dick. Right there. Like, right then and there. And I feel like the Faye from the original Cowboy Bebop is much more of a slow burner. Like, she's she actually seduces her marks a bit. And also now I'm thinking, now I'm confused because I'm like, wait, if it's the same guy from the original anime, wouldn't he know what Faye looks like? And I'm just, you know, I just, you know, that's the live action show. I think there was an attempt, but that's about it. There was an attempt. And I just looked at IMDb and there's notably no Ed. There's an Ed. Oh, is there? Okay. Like, because I have I didn't see an episode. I didn't go looking for Ed. I only went looking for Faye. But I have literally seen a character that I'm like, if that's not Ed, I don't know what the fuck is happening in this show anymore. It's a per- It's a skinny, slightly tanned person with big, bre- like, red hair and goggles. I feel like that's Ed. <laughs> But oh, okay, no, I see. Oh God, that looks terrible. Oh boy. So going, circling back to the original live act. Uh, sorry. Yeah, the original, she looks. She looks horrible. Yeah. <laughs> the original anime. I don't like the ending. I don't like. Yeah, it. me either. For multiple reasons on multiple levels. First off, on principle, I'm so fucking sick and tired of watching redemption stories end in death. It is the laziest, boring, most useless shit, and I keep seeing it over and over and over again, and you best believe your fucking ass we're going to talk about this next week. You best believe we're going to fucking talk about this shit next week. But... I don't like it. I'm over it. 
I'm so sick and tired of, oh, this character was this way for this so long, and then they do this this one th- or they made mistakes, and they're trying to atone, and uh, they do this one thing, and then they die. And I'm just like, that's not how redemption works. Like, I'm so sick and tired of people saying, oh, Darth Vader is a great redemption story. Yeah, no, it's Fuck not. Fuck off. <laughs> Darth, it's a last-minute choice to finish the story. Darth Vader was goddamn Space Hitler. Like, yep. That's not or at even least Space me, Goebbels. That's not even me being hyperbolic. <laughs> George Lucas modeled the Stormtroopers and the Empire off of that shit. So, like, literally, Darth Vader's kind of Space Hitler. You can't just have him kill one old dude and then die. And then all of a sudden, Hayden Christensen's at the bonfire. No! <laughs> no! Either... Yeah, we'll talk about that next week, because, yeah, like, okay. let's let's actually save some time and talk about it next week. <laughs> Be- because I, I feel like that here, in the sense of, like... So Spike just dies, and that's just it? Yeah. No! After, like, characters explicitly were invested in him living... Like and also be- after when he does die, we it's not like we see Faye and Jet fly away no! under like a new like partnership of like well this is who we are now. We don't see any of that. It literally just puts him in a room against the bad guy. He dies and then it's done. No, do better. Do better. I don't give a shit if this was made in nineteen ninety eight. Well, no. it, it leads me to the question, what exactly made this an iconic anime? I, is it the I, concepts? Is it the time that which it came out was exciting? Because, like, a lot of these, like, the idea of, of, like, it's not, it's, it's space, it's not steampunk. It's, it's more than that. So it's more Western. I wouldn't even call it a Western. I think it's more gangster. No, no, no. I think they specifically are going for Western. The, uh, the amount of times they say fucking cowboy is like I get it, right. but that just feels more like an, an, an emblematic of American culture kind of moment because it it's gangs. They're literally gangs. It's gangs. Um, because it, it, like space western to well, me says it's gangsters. Because I don't. I think there's like maybe one. I think there's two gangs in the whole fucking show. But like they're gangsters. Yeah. But even then, it's like it's not quite noir because it doesn't have the trappings of noir in terms of like the way noir stories are told. And it's not quite Western because it's like, it's really not about the open road or the, or the pioneer, like they're not pioneers and they're not like the, 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 it's only that because it's bounty and outlaws, but you can have bounty and outlaws in cities and in space without it being Western, not to mention Westerns are modeled after Ronin samurai. So like, they're not really doing that kind of thing because it's a crew based thing. That's why I think it's a, like it's an ensemble show and so in a way it's it's more of a gang it's more of like a gangster show because they're their own crew it's more heist a lot of the time as well even though they're not like trying to get one up on somebody it's like it's like bounty and heist like it doesn't really fit in my brain as a space western i mean i've never played red dead redemption 2 but apparently it's a lot about like managing a gang i guess um riding with a gang of outlaws um 
yeah, okay. I guess I guess if we want to put it back to the heart of they fall, they'll operate in little little clusters. And then um, like the kind of just letting your ship drift when you run out of fuel and money is kind of like just riding your horse to who hopefully civilization in the desert because you've run out of places to run and food. Uh I don't know. But like that ending. Anyway. Um <laughs> I'm no, I'm still I'm going back to that. I'm not fucking done. I'm not done with that ending. They could have gotten away with it, Scooby Doo. They could have gotten away with it. If just Jet and Face show up at the very end and just pick him up. And then it's a callback to like when he was wrapped in bandages from like was I think episode five and he wakes up to Faye. Like just do that. It's a good callback. Cause then literally, like in episode five, Faye is kind of replacing Julia. Now, Faye is literally replacing Julia because Julia's dead. Like, that would have been fine. I still wouldn't have loved it. I still think, like, it's really weird that Julia just, like, randomly gets shot by some guy. And then that's just it after all this buildup. Yeah, like like you said. But, and I, you know, I know before people say it, I feel like, yes, that was what they were going for. The randomness of violence. Sure, fine, whatever. It's still a story that's scripted and written by a human being. So ultimately, there will be some things that you kind of need to plan in a way that's not so random. Like even the death. Is violence random? I mean, even in the deaths in Game of Thrones, like a lot of those aren't as random as people might think. Like, I'm just I'm just thinking of the real world. Like, a lot of violence is incredibly premeditated. I mean like most violence. And then you talk about violence on a systemic level, that's obviously premeditated. So like I guess violence is not random. I guess it's kind of people say stuff like this or they believe in stuff like this the same way they believe in like, oh, films need to be more realistic. They need to have right. realism. And then a lot of times they're talking about like how it looks, the aesthetic. Excuse me. The overall vibe. And I'm just like, what life are you living? <laughs> this is not life. This is not how thi- like life doesn't look like man of steel. No. Go outside and I'm sorry for this, but literally I I re- I do kind of need you to touch grass then. Because grass is green, a vibrant green most of the time. The sky is a brilliant blue. This shit is not realism (laughs) when it's, like, washed out and gray. And similarly, I think these endings are overplayed. I think these endings are incredibly overplayed. Where the guy, the main character, dies in a, in a, puff of smoke and you know oh but he got the guy and that's all that matters and now he can join his girl up there and it's just no it would have been way more powerful if there was an active thing of like Spike chooses his new family his found family cause that's like the whole point that's like the whole point of the whole goddamn show is these eclectic strangers f- 
like just falling into each other's laps and going like, oh, I'm shit. I guess we're a partnership now. And then the amount of times they save each other throughout the series is no fucking accident. And then it, it just ends in Spike just being the protagonist at the end. No! No! Do better. <laughs> just gonna keep saying it. And then they have the opportunity to, and then they didn't. Oh, for God's sake. I just Yeah, let's 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 put it to bed, bud. Let's let's let the kids sleep. To end this to end this all, to end this tirade. Yes, it is possible to adapt live action anime. Of course. Of course you can. Anything can be adapted almost any any way you can think of. The issue is that nobody's doing it with the right mindset and the right people in charge. Like So what you're saying is Cowboy Bebop musical. That's you know what? Thank you. That's the last thing we need to talk about. <laughs> the, I'm sorry. The, the music, I feel like you're mad at me. The music in this show fucking annihilates. I was going to say, wait a minute, that actually might be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, you want to talk about... Like, with a lot of fight choreography on stage, that might actually be fucking cool. Oh, hell yeah. You want to talk about one of the greatest TV show theme songs of all time? Absolutely. Holy hell. Like, Tank is just, Tank is just a monster. And then you get into all the other shit, too. Oh, my God. This show has just an embarrassment of riches when it comes to the music. Good Lord. <laughs> Honestly, it saves a lot of scenes, too. Like Absolutely. If, if there was not the same music when, when Ed like moves on with her life, I probably wouldn't have felt the same way. Oh, for fuck's sake. And I mean, yeah, the animation's good too. Yeah. I think yeah. it's anime. Um, I mean, yeah. It's some of the some of the CGI very nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. But like It's like, hey, we want to do this and we want it to look like this. Do CGI. <laughs> but I mean this show really could have been something if it had maybe like 40, 45 minutes runtime to flesh out some of these stories, like, you know, give more for characters that are genuinely interesting, give better fallouts to these stories, round out some of the cast members a little bit better. Like, you know, I think instead of Jet being the one that you know secretly deep down cares about other people, I think that should be Spike. Like, and then that would just make... Yeah, Jet can be upfront about caring about people. Like, Yeah, like he can be the stickler, he can be like the stick-in-the-mud straight guy, but he can also be like, you know, the conscience. He's a former cop, of course he is. Yeah, he can be the conscience of the group. Like, I think that would be, that would work out really well. Um... You had all the pieces, you just didn't bake it correctly. I just, yeah. There's a lot of shit here, and I get why Netflix would want to adapt it. I get why anyone would want to adapt this. Like, I don't even know if it necessarily needs to be or should be live action, but even still, because I know it's kind of weird to, like, 
remake an anime as an anime, like I feel, I it, it's been done. I think, I think that's what Alka, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is, but like, I don't think it happens that often. But genuinely speaking, if they just did all these little minute changes to Cowboy Bebop, and it was almost the same show, but then continued in a season two where Spike doesn't die and instead is back with Faye and Jet. Yeah, I'd kind of be for it. Yeah, it's one thing to like have him run off if we know there's going to be another season, run off and have this destructive moment where he almost dies, and then he has to deal with the fallout of that. Yeah. And maybe next season, when he's put in the same position, he makes a different choice. Yes! Character it's growth. Like, uh, it's, like, it's like Johnny Rose when he's faced with his old friends in the end of season two of Shit's Creek. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I made you say yes. No, I had, to, I had to remember. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah, 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 I agree. <laughs> so, of course. Oh, but this is interesting because we also don't need to worry about renewing. Haha. Yep, it's done. It's off the list. We're done. You know that thing you keep forgetting? Forever. <laughs> Which means... Welcome, one and all, to the Red Team Reviews Draft Lottery, where we will decide what show to review next month, or at least the next time we're set to review a show. Here's how it works. On our website, redteampod.com, as well as buried in the bowels of our Instagram, at redteampod, there is a list of 60 shows divided into three categories. Comedy, drama slash action, and animation. From this scientifically curated list, we will find six potential options for our next reject or renew segment. The first two options are selected by you, our loyal listeners. If a single show gets the most votes, it's entered twice. In the event of a two-way tie, both shows that got the most votes from you at home get added to the draft. And if multiple shows tie, we break the tie in whatever way we deem most fitting. Usually some form of a dice roll. You know, because we're nerds. Next, we have two chances to continue a show we've renewed in the past. And finally, both Trevor and myself are given a pick to choose whatever show we want, even if it's not on the list. So, all told, there will be six possible shows for us to review next. Two slots for a show you've chosen, two slots to continue a show we've already started, and one pick from each of us that could quite literally be anything. Well. That's all you need to know. Back to you, me. All right, thank you once again, me. It's time for the greatest time in all of your life, all of your entire existence, the Reject or Renew draft, baby. Oh, yeah. And this time, it's just because. Yep. We're doing a bonus. We're doing the bonus. Yeah, Because we, yeah. we don't have bonus on our website. Uh... <laughs> Well, so we made a decision. We were kind of like, how do we want to fill June? Do we want to do this? Do we want to do this? And I was kind of like, you know what? I miss TV shows. Why don't we just do two Rejector Renews? And like, we are always wanting more animation. 
So why don't we just, since we're going to do a choice for both May and April, let's just do two and make them, you know, make one strictly animation after Cowboy Bebop and make one whatever the fuck else it's going to be. Um, and we and TJ went okay, which I didn't expect him to do. Um, <laughs> so okay. we're doing this. We're doing this just because. Now, does that mean that we're constantly going to do two every single month from now on? Absolutely not. No. Um, <laughs> we're just doing this because we're like, this is an opportune time to do this, and it gets more shows in our rotation. Because um, you know, the chances of us repeating something are always pretty slim. Also, so, we didn't really intend to have two back-to-back months where, like, it just wasn't an it wasn't even an option, <laughs> right? Um. So yeah. So to kind of make up for that, we're doing uh two rejector renews, and also, as Trevor has just informed me, we have one more than usual uh fan vote. Well, that's also part error. We never put up a specific poll to say, hey, we're just doing animation and we have like three fans. So <laughs> we're just so we just went, hey, fans, which ones do you want? And there were three responses. And I was like, they're all pretty interesting. Let's just do it. But we love you. Yeah. But we love you. OK, what are the choices? <laughs> OK, cool. So uh Something that's going to keep recurring forever and always because it's actually winning all the fan votes um, without us having to make it about animation is somebody really wants gargoyles. So we have gargoyles for the first one. Option number two, Steven Universe. Oh, Lord. You mean I can never say I've never watched this show again? <laughs> and then you're going to be really uh, perked up by this one. The third one is Code Lyoko. Yes! <laughs> I want to tell you afterwards who said what. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun editing yourself. My, um, I, I went so far away from the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I genuinely, unironic. I grew up with Code Lyoko. Fuck yeah, I didn't think anyone I was going to vote I for this shit. I hate Code Lyoko. I hate Code Lyoko. Oh no. <laughs> it's so weird. I don't like it. Hey, we are the stars and we're making it do till we find <laughs> we can't okay. do If it's Code Lyoko, I'm going to quit. Um, I don't want it. Code <laughs> Okay. All right. So those are our fan Maguzi. picks. Who remembers Maguzi? What? Hell yeah. You don't remember Maguzi? Anyway, no. That was like the tsunami for like three or four in the afternoon. Oh, right. And, they, and then there was a point where tsunami was three or four in the afternoon. I don't remember that. I remember that. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Okay, uh, so... Uh, oh, yeah. The... um recurring one since we're only doing animated shows we happen to have two animated shows that have the option to be renewed so uh next we have infinity train which trevor loves and batman the animated series which i thought was pretty okay i thought it was good so those are one through five uh naturally tj likes to go last so or he just can't be number six i just don't want to be number Um, six we're, we're gonna have to unpack this someday 
Um, I, just I hate the number six. <laughs> well, no, don't know okay. what that went back. I don't know what that Broadway musical did to you, but um, uh, that is a joke specifically for Leela. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, my pick is something that I've been hanging on to ever since this idea sprouted. Um, it's just something I really want to revisit. One Piece is my pick. Oh, you fool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I, I, I watched One Piece when it, you know, came out in America way back in the 2000s and it always fascinated me and I never was able to keep up with it. And so I'm kind of like, you know what? Fuck it. If we're going to do this, I'm going to put one in for one piece. And my record is pretty good so far. So. Yo. Yeah, yo, yeah, yo. Dreaming. Don't let it go. Luffy dreaming. Don't let it go. Zoro dreaming. Don't let it go. Nami. Don't give it up. Give it up. Give it go. Here's how the story goes. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. It's your pick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the theme song for that show. Oh, it was rad. <laughs> I love the rap opening for that. That was, oh, it got me so hype. Fuck. <laughs> I'm just okay. really hyped. What is your pick? What is your pick? <laughs> My pick is evil. <laughs> My pick. The show on network television? No. That's not animated. My pick <laughs> is for a a more obscure anime that I don't even know if you've heard of, that I was introduced to in my freshman year of college by this really nice girl that was a friend of my friend. And uh, at first, I was just kind of like hanging out in their dorm room, and I was it was just kind of on. I didn't really know what it was. But then it consumed me. <laughs> but then it became my favorite, and to this day... Some people are going to love this. To this day, unironically, this is my favorite anime. Purely because I have not seen that many other animes. Sure, fine. But I genuinely, I, I, I like it. <laughs> so if we, if we actually end up reviewing this and then you hate it, I'm going to actually be like, no. <laughs> My baby. Um, are you going to do the anime trope where your eyes are all glistening and you slowly fade downward into a black abyss when characters have that no emotion? <laughs> I'm, I will I will hide away in shame. Uh, okay. Or I will commit to What is the show? Um, <laughs> Tell the show. Uh, the show is called Sergeant Frog. And I love it. I have it. no idea what that is. I have no idea what that I is. No. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimate, like, oh, ugh. okay. See, here's the thing. <laughs> now it's going to be disappointing if we don't get that. <laughs> no, no, it's not. We have one piece on it. We have cold goddamn Lyoko on this list. The only thing I, w you know what? I'm going to be straight up. There is one show I'll, I'll be kind of disappointed if we get. <laughs> is it? Is it? Steven Universe. It's Steven Universe. <laughs> I really don't want to get Steven Universe. Actually, <laughs> I think out of spite, isn't it a good thing that I included all of them? I think out of spite, <laughs> if, if we get Steven Universe, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take it. I'm just gonna. <laughs> oh God! I'm just gonna be like reject. No, well, you can't unless. <laughs> You can't unless I also reject it, so... 
I'm just I'm just gonna spend the whole Please episode shit talking every possible thing. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm gonna All do. Right, we gotta do this. Too nice. All right. So to recap, are, are you? Uh, shut up. I'm from the Midwest. Uh, I got the accent to prove it. No, I'm kidding. Um, so to recap, we have one gargoyles, two Steven Universe, three. Code Lyoko, four, Infinity Train, five, Batman, the animated series, six, Yayo Yayo, seven, I'm kidding, six, One Piece, and seven, Sergeant Frog, my actual child. So, it is now cut, it is now time to roll them bones. Well, to roll the random word, the random generator, because, I mean, we have seven now. It's not, it's no longer nice and even. So, I will now commence with the clicking of the big blue button. Oh, I have to click it again. Why are you not... Wait, what? Why are you not changing anything? <gasps> Is it fucking cold, Lyoko? It's so telling that I switched... From five to the luckiest number in the whole list, we're doing Sergeant Frog. Hell what the yeah. fuck? What the fuck is going Happy on? Happy birthday to me, bitches! <laughs> I would really, I almost don't care if you're lying. Um. <laughs> no, because it was just wow. staying. It was just staying on like, because I tested it earlier, uh, and it was just not changing the number. That it originally had, I was like, "What are you doing?" And then it finally oh, landed it's on just seven. rolling the same. So I was like, "Oh." <laughs> well, all right. Well, some random anime that none of us have heard of. This will be really interesting. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited! <laughs> I'm so fucking excited. Okay. All right. Well. How, how long is that show? Does it have several seasons? What's the deal? So here's the deal, because there is a deal. <laughs> um, let me look up the English dub, because specifically, I want us to do the English dub. This is one of the few shows that I will go out of my way. It's like, no, 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 no. Fuck all that whole, oh, you got to watch the sub because it's authentic. No, 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 fuck that. The English dub is... Okay, I vaguely remember this. Like... Yes. I just looked it up. Oh, yeah. I think I actually sent you <laughs> at one point. Two seasons. <laughs> um, So there's a point where the show kind of hits a reset button. I think maybe we end there because that's the closest. Maybe there are 356 episodes. What the fuck? They're subbed. There are only a very small set of episodes that are English dubbed. Oh, okay. And I think there's like I think there's like sixty something that are dubbed. But I think there's a point where they reset some shit. That's where I think we should stop. And I think that's like kind of episode like twenty something or something like that. I'll have to verify it on Funimation here. Uh oh, they have also split it up into seasons. Um well, okay, they're start they when do they end a quote unquote season one? Cause they have a Don't you dare don't you dare give me a Batman situation again. 
Well, because, I mean, they end at 26 episodes, which is fine. It's fair. But then also, yeah, because, yeah, we have to do that then. It's only fair that we do that then. Because the other way has us watching 51. So, oh, I think literally what they did was they kind of just split it down the middle. (laughs) They just split it down the middle. Okay, fine. (laughs) So, yeah. Another 26 episodes. But this is not Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> On multiple levels. This is this not is insanity. Bebop. This is actually insanity. And I can't believe I've conned you into watching this fucking show. Hell yeah. Um, do you have anything else specifically on Cowboy Bebop? No, not really. Honestly, I'm kind of bummed. Yeah. I didn't, I mean, I didn't hate it. No. Like, I'm not, like, annoyed by it or anything like that, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, no, this is not, this is not a new gem for my collection, you know? Yeah. It's like, I've seen Cowboy Bebop. Cool. I think genuinely, if they have a, like, Cowboy Bebop brotherhood the way they did FMA, I'd be interested. It's a shame what happened to the live action, but, yeah. Also, it'd be neat if you, like, at least watched, like, that kind of cold open for Cowboy Bebop to see if you see what I mean. Okay. In terms of, like, the shots. Because I'm like, I don't like the way this is shot. <laughs> okay. Okay. Until then, um, I've been TJ Patrick. I'm Trevor Catalano. See you never, Space Cowboy. And I can't fucking believe I'm making him watch Sar- Sergeant fucking Frog. <laughs> Tune in next week for another exciting edition of Dragon Ball Z. For another exciting edition of Fuck Star Wars. Okay, bye. <laughs>